What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40 show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com, or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now, we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also, make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now, let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. Yeah. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round with me, Matt Burrill. Uh, today, a very special guest, a guy that uh, we actually did a big takeover for his latest released uh, latest released song, uh, and he's a good buddy of ours, and got the bomb with him throughout town for a while. Uh a big, uh, proud member of um, of our Seagull fam, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we got our boy Jordan Gray in the house. Jordan, What's how you doing? On? What's going on, man? Good, brother. Can't complain, yeah. man. How's your week been going? It's been good, man. Uh, we've been try- starting to try to roll out some of this uh, this this new music and kind of switching gears into an artistry kind of thing. So it's been good, man. Just busy with that. We shot some footage for some upcoming things we're hoping to release for the end of the year too which we're really excited about too so uh and writing man just stay writing too man so but it's been pretty busy but good man I'm excited to be here man thank you for having yeah. me hey man. i like the shoes bro thank you bro i like the fucking kicks thank you bro i just actually cop these crazy enough where do you where do you go to are you a StockX guy or where do you go to get your shoes or do you go to places in town where you got to physically touch them before you buy them and throw some dough on them man bro honestly i'm not a uh I'm not a shoe geek or whatever or whatever they call it, the uh, sneakerhead kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not anything like that. I do love good sneakers, and I just kind of like putting fits together and stuff like that. Um, I just caught these from Finish Line, crazy enough. At oh, the perfect. Yeah, crazy enough. Honestly, I mean, I'll just, just kind of poke my head in places and see. I was kind of actually in a rush. I was putting a fit together for this video we shot on uh, Monday, Tuesday. And uh, I needed something with a little bit of brown and some stuff in it, too. So I was just kind of looking around the mall. I went to, like, Finish Line. I went to Champs. I went to... Uh, what was the other place? Foot Locker. I've been to a couple different places, and then I randomly came across the, these, and I was like, I don't know. I, I honestly didn't like them when I first saw them. Honest to God, I didn't like them. I was like, ah, it's a little too much. I was like, I don't know if they'll go. But they did go with the shirt that I had planned out. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll see what it is. I ended up copping them, putting them together. Actually, I do like them. I mean, I love Forces in general. Yeah, uh, Forces are one of my favorite, like, cut of shoes and stuff, too. So they were forces. I think that's what ended up making me pull the trigger on it. Yeah. Was just because they were forces. Yeah, and you and I are around the same age, right? Your late 20s? Yep, yep. 20, uh, 27. I'll be 20, 28. You'll be yeah. 28? Okay, I'm yeah. 28. So it's like we got to grow up in when like mall culture and like yes, we grew bro. up, we had a cool time growing For up, man. Sure. And I know we, I know we both got like, like little ladies in our life. Yeah, um, man. and the, the world, like it's just, we got to grow up being like, being born in the '90s, going yeah. through the 2000s, like music for discovery, sure. the influences that we got. Yeah. Even even you being a being a South Carolina guy, me being for a sure. New Yorker, 
Yeah. You got to experience a lot of cool shit. So it's no cool doubt. to hear you going to the mall and getting some sneakers, doing it the conventional yeah, right. style, man. Absolutely, you man. You, throwing it back. Throwing you, it back. You take little Addison to the mall quite a bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Honestly, I got I take her, and then sometimes it's like, like on a day like the other day when I got these, like I got to be in and out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If you if you take the little ones in, it's, they want to kind of see everything, which is totally understandable. When I was a kid, I was trying to get into everything. So, um, but when we do go, I mean, she's always wanting to pop in here and there, see this, see that. So, but. and then there's those little rides where you got to like keep quarters oh, on you. Yes, I guess a lot bro. of them now, not a lot of them now have like where you can just scan your card. For they sure. got smart. They're like, we're gonna get more than twenty five cents out of these guys. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, I had to break her heart the last time we went to the mall because we went and she wanted to get one of the little the little cars that you push them in, like the little carts kind of thing. Oh yeah. And bro, I was just me being the cheapskate bum that I am. I looked at it and I was like, ten dollars. I was like, bro, you are tripping. I was like, I'm not paying ten dollars for this, baby. I was like, I'll carry you if you want me to. I was like, get you on my shoulders, whatever. So I ended up carrying around my shoulders through the mall and all this kind of stuff too. But uh, one day, one day, if I got this the spare change or something for ten bucks on these little cars, I'll, I'll probably cop one for it for sure. But no, it was it was funny, man. But yeah, she does. She likes those little things for sure. But honestly, some of that stuff is so honestly, it's just dirty as hell too. So, Right, like the you malls want to, try to get away from the it, malls so. are dirty trampoline parks and for shit, sure, bro. For sure, oh, she loves the trampoline park. Dude, that's a great. That yep. is a smart thing to learn. But taking a taking a little one, take them to the trampoline, sure. and then their nap time comes easy, bro. Easy, bro. Wear them out. Got to wear them out, yeah. man. <laughs> so, so how long have you been out here, out here in Nashville now? Because you were coming out here, you were taking trips out here for yeah. a while, right? And started yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the music thing back home in Carolina. For sure. So I was commuting from 2014 and 15 from South Carolina to, into 2016. Um, and I, I put a lot of miles on a, on a car in that year, in those couple of years, um, just coming back and forth. And a lot of people would say, man, you need to move here, you need to move here. Um, but honestly, at the time I was so successful doing what I was doing from South Carolina that I was like, I don't know if there's any reason for me to be here. You know what I mean? So, uh, and I also, that was a big leap for me at that time as well. I mean, it was very different for me. I had moved around a lot in South Carolina. I would lived in Charleston and Columbia, Lexington, every kind of the mid-state stuff, a little bit of upstate stuff too. Um, but to make that leap eight hours, you know, across a couple of states kind of thing by myself, was it was definitely like a, I had to think about it, you know what I mean? So, um, but 2017, January 1st, 2017, I, I took the leap and, and moved here, man. And I mean, now that I've been here since 2017, you know, I was like, I totally see why people say you need to move here, you need to get here and, and like Bro, be involved for sure. I read that resonates with me a lot. And Heavily, I've man. been lucky enough to go out on the road with folks doing the tour manager thing, doing the merch zone thing. Yeah. And I've been out to South Kakalaki a lot. And oh, yeah. there are a lot of things to love about South Carolina, man. It, for sure, man. It's, it's got a, it's, there's tons of stuff to do. You've got, mountains you've got beach you've got cities you've got some yeah. two of the greatest college towns in the country for sure like it's and music wise you've got venues like the boathouse you've for got sure. the tin roof circuit that's out there yeah, absolutely you've got um you've got the senate you've got the bars in clemson you've got the bars oh, no in doubt. columbia like no doubt it, i can see why it would be why w it's like why would i leave this place for sure for sure i mean honestly for me it was like i don't know man it's just i guess for me personally it was always that for my artistry and for what I really wanted to do, I, you know, I was the crazy kid in school that I always thought I could be, you know, the biggest thing, you know, all that, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. I want to do these things. And like, just, you know, I mean, life happens and then, you know, reality sets in and things like that. But for whatever reason, I always still had this itch in the back of my brain that was like, 
I feel like what I have to bring to the table, I could do it on, uh, you know, further and, and way more. I, I, for me, it was like South Carolina just kind of had like almost like a barrier, though. Yeah. It's like if I if I just played those areas and those places, you know, for eternity, you know, I'm just going to kind of get stuck in that that cycle. So, you know, that's why that move here, you know, was said, but you're right, man. It's like so many good reps, though, like, you know, a lot of up-and-coming guys and dudes from their from their individual towns as well i mean there's so many good places to get good reps like the boathouse and and i had this little tiny club in my hometown actually where i met a lot of dudes that i still know to this day a little club called carolina nightlife which is right there in darlington south carolina um and i played that venue a good bit back in the day as well man so um me and kane well that was one of the first places we played ever and back in 2015 so wow yeah man for sure so you say sure. kane, you say kane like like kane brown back yeah then? yeah i didn't know yeah. you and him were connected yeah dude it's crazy man crazy story but i just put out a five song ep in 2015 or 20 into 2014 into 2015 and are, and are we talking this being on like spotify are we talking like underground yeah. like soundcloud shit no 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 like it's on spotify yeah was, so this was yeah, like for sure you were doing this stuff yourself yep Yep. So I had, dude, I was working a, a job at a credit union. I had basically saved up some checks previously before that, before I even started working at this place. And I knew about this guy in North Carolina who did some really great production work on some stuff around just my hometown in South Carolina. And, uh, man, honestly, it, it just, the quality was so good on what he was putting out. Now he did like more like metal records though, crazy enough. He did like a lot of rock bands and like underground, like, you know, metal and hardcore stuff as well. So like he was working with a band that was sounding like Tooth and Nail, Switchfoot, like all that kind of stuff. A band no called Sembar- shit. Yeah. There's wow. a band called Sent by Ravens in my hometown, which the, them boys honestly influenced me so much growing yeah. up and like even getting me to a place of like performing in a way, like I, they inspired me crazy at the beginning. So, um, but they did uh, a lot of their pre-pro and stuff with this guy up in North Carolina. He ended up he did their first EP and stuff as well. But long story short, dude, I saved up two grand, hit this guy up and was like, dude, this is gonna be some left field kind of stuff for you because I know you do a little bit of that. And honestly, we I had met this guy through a, a band that I played in. We played metal music and we kind of had a plan to go record some stuff with this guy. So this is kind of how I had the connection. But long story short, um I hit him up. I was like, dude, I want to do some country songs. I was like, I know that's real far fetched left field. I still kind of had a little bit of my rock influence in what I was doing um and, and kind of bringing that in. But it was more like kind of bro country kind of thing, which was kind of what was popping back in the day. Um and so I was like, I don't know if you want to do anything like that, but I'd be interested to record stuff with you. And he hit me back and was like, dude, honestly, I grew up on bluegrass. He said, so his roots were in country music, like real authentic country music. He said, come on up, man. So I spent a week with him. Uh, I had written five songs all by myself and went up there to this guy's place. And I tracked everything. I tracked the drums. I tracked the guitars. I tracked like the bass, all this kind of stuff with this guy. He ended up mixing it and putting it together. And I dropped this five song EP and, um, I just put it out to the world. Honestly, I didn't even know how to like release music at the time. I was literally, I was so blind to it. Nobody, all. nobody does, bro. For but sure. you gotta just, you gotta just, just yep. take, just take some shots and and sure. see what sure. and, and see what works. And even being in town now, it's like you have that kind of mentality. But that's so, yeah. that's a badass story to be. So eight years ago, so you were you were nineteen. Yeah, yeah, nineteen. So nineteen with a full time job, yep. working your ass off. Yeah. To take a chance on doing what you love now. For sure. What was that first track like? Like you talk about people say yep. bro country. For me, that's an era of of country well, music. It's an era of fusion. For like. sure. For, well, I was gonna say this too. Like that. That's probably not even the right phrase or right you know kind of label to put on it. I mean, there were five songs, and it's kind of just how my brain even works right now. It's like I'm I'm working on a project right now too to put out, and I. 
the first EP is kind of it's not mirrored in the sense of like it's the same stuff because obviously I've grown so much in eight yeah. years. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. But like at the time, it was kind of a a montage of different vibes and different sounds of, of what I felt like I could do and what that was organic to me. So there was a little bit of that. But you know, Sam Hunt was really popping at the time as well. Montevello, shout out Sam. He's a big influence of mine as well. Yeah. Like I feel like. Uh, with all those influences at the time, FGL was really popping at the bro, time, dude. Bro, like, bro, you, you see you it in your music now, bro. Right, like you, right. you're a you're a melodies guy. You're, sure. You're, you've just got this this flow sure. to where I'm like, that's a Jordan Gray song, hey, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. and it's it's great music to For listen sure. to, and it's music that defines that era because it was yeah. everybody. We all grew up on a little bit of hip hop. We all grew man. up on some country. We all grew up on Absolutely. on some on some Slipknot, some butt For rock. Sure. Like For sure. Our generation grew up on so much different shit. Of no course doubt. we're not going to sing just standard style of anything. It's right. going to have so many mixes because that's what happens over time. No doubt, man. And honestly, uh, you could hear that in Sam's stuff. You could definitely hear his Drake influence and like, oh, some yeah. of his like... Dude's got flow. No doubt, man. You could, And you could just tell, you know, he did his thing and like he... Uh, and I just kind of, I was doing the same thing. I was just trying to figure out for me. And like, honestly, that's what the last eight years have been for me. I mean, um, but that EP though, yeah, I mean, I, I put it out. I was working this this part-time job. I didn't really know what to do. My mom, actually, crazy enough, I had a hard copy CD of the whole EP that I had recorded with this guy. Took it back home to my hometown, to my mom's house, and showed her and my dad and was like, I, I don't know. She's like, well, what do you want to do with this? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, honestly, I just, my God's honest truth, like my response was, I want to just have something to show my kids one day, man, that like their dad could do music shit. Like that's really exactly all I ever wanted to do. I was just, because the only thing that I knew I was really good at that I could stand 10 toes on that I knew, I was like, if I really gave this thing everything that I had, I feel like I could do something with it. Even if it was just like being a touring drummer for somebody, you know what I mean? I was like, I want to make a living out of this somehow. Yeah. But, you know, I just ended up, I, I was at, a lot of my singing, performing kind of at the front of the stage came through church. You know what I mean? Like, I, I got a lot of why my does that not? That. Why does that not surprise yeah. me? The soulfulness. Sure. We know sure. where it comes from. Right. 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 For sure. Definitely a more spiritual place, for sure. For sure. And I mean, and I've, I've been in those places, man, of like, you know, be, not even just leading worship, but being in a worship setting as well, where, you know, you feel like something bigger than the music. You feel something kind of like, hit you. especially if you're down bad, man, you got a, a spot in your heart that's like a little bit tender. You're going through some things as well. You know, you find yourself in a place where like the it's right and, and the setting's right and the message is right. The, the song's right. The vibe's right. You know, it'll hit you, man. And I've definitely felt like a spiritual connection to music as well, man, and, and, and been moved. And not even just from a church setting, but even through just, I don't know if you know this girl, Yeba. Maybe you've seen her. This girl, she's got a song. I haven't yet. She's got it's it's low key an old video, but she sings this song where um, I'm trying to remember. It's called I think it's Out of My Mind. I think is what it's called. But um, it was an old video. It's just her and this dude playing guitar, and it's like in this place. I'm pretty sure they're New York or Brooklyn or somewhere oh, like cool. that. Um, and they're just kind of like in a. It's almost like a spoken word kind of vibe where people just kind of open mic kind of thing. They just get up and kind of do a thing. Cypher kind of stuff. A hundred percent. You know, at the end, everybody snaps. Yep. You know, does yeah. the whole snap, thing. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. But she ended up doing this, bro. She sang this song and it's just her voice and this dude's guitar. And I, I shit you not, bro. Halfway through, you're, you don't even know the guitar is happening anymore. And it's just like, bro, she and she's singing from this place, bro, of like just pure emotion. And I mean, I love that aspect of music and what how music can have that kind of, you know, connection with people and like you can feel this person's pain you can feel this person's thing and especially again if you are going through those things and you come across something like that you know it's really healing because you know you're not alone and like this person you feel those same things that person say and you feel what that you can hear what that person's 
you know, how they're saying it. And you can just make that connection as well. So, I mean, music's really cool that way, man. Absolutely. Now, so you put it, you go record music. Yep. 20, 2014, 2015. Yeah. And then you start coming out here. Yeah. Reflect a little bit on this this whole journey to where we're at now, 2023. Yeah, you're man. putting you're putting out music. You've got you've got some you've got an incredible woman in your life. You've, For you're sure. you're doing you're doing like you're doing the family thing, you're doing yeah, the life thing, you're you're maturing, closing on 30. We're around that that same yeah, place. Dude. I'm 28. I'm in a very similar situation For to where sure, life just kind of happens, man. I mean, Absolutely. And then COVID too. I mean, we've like the past few years have been pretty fucked up. It's but crazy. We, we man. made out pretty good, bro. Hey, for sure. We made for out sure. pretty good. You, so, well, you hope you did. You know, a lot of people. You hope you come through all of that stuff and be a little bit more wiser, a little, be a little bit more, you yeah, know, mature through it all. Yeah. Too, where, so. where were you during the lockdown and everything? Oh man, just right here on the east side, Nashville. I actually wasn't far from Hermitage. I mean, I was uh, right in East Nashville. I, I stayed there for the last four or five years. Were you there when the tornado hit? Yes, bro. Bro, yeah, it was lo- it was literally like a street over from us. What was that like? Because I remember oh, where man. I was. I was living in Laverne <laughs> at the time, so I was out of. Yeah, bro, people it don't was... remember that that two week stretch in Nashville history, right around St. Patty's Day, for sure, was fucking crazy, Banana, bro. bro. It was bananas. Yeah. I remember I was out on the road with the Muscadine Bloodline guys, and I remember we get back that we had to borrow somebody's Sprinter because the storage unit at Hermitage got destroyed with the with the Sprinter. Something yeah. went through the Sprinter. We had to borrow Drew Baldridge's Sprinter and then go do these shows. And then that was that was my last run of shows I ever wow. did with them because then COVID hit the next week. Yeah, dude, COVID bro. and tornado back to back. For sure, and you couldn't have planned that. You they couldn't have planned that one. You know what I mean? We just kind of got the raw end of the stick on that. I feel like, but uh, dude, I it was hilarious. Honestly, we I was actually playing the. I think I was on the game. It was pretty late, like when that tornado came through. That that first one, anyways. That yeah. Another one that came through not not long after it was maybe six months maybe it was a year after I'm not sure yeah. I can't remember but it seemed a lot closer than it probably actually was but I was on the game had my headset on playing the game and my roommate comes down and like attached on the shoulder he's like you hear that and I pull my my headset off and I was like are those sirens and he said yeah he said I'm pretty sure we got one coming like it's it's on the way. So I remember like taking my head, just shutting it all down, getting on my phone, like turning the TV on, just trying to see what's going on. And by the time I could get the TV on, I could hear the lady say like, it's coming towards Inglewood. I was like, oh shit. Like it's, it was on our heads, bro. And I remember we had this back, we got this back door right out of our kitchen. And I just walked out there and I, it was super eerie, bro. Like zombie apocalypse kind of thing. I was like, oh, this is, this, this is about to get weird, dude. This is about to get crazy. And then it was dead silent. And then it was chaos. You know what I'm saying? I just the wind. You couldn't see out the back glass of the door. I had to like slam the door shut because the wind was blowing so hard. And I was like, "Oh, it's on us, man!" I was like, "This is crazy." Honest to God, I, I've never been that scared for my life about anything, bro. Like, I really had when I was like, "Oh, this could be it right here. This could be a wrap." I mean, it, we could. Uh, who knows, bro? We could all not have anything tomorrow. Like you know, yeah. it's crazy. But it ended up hitting like. The street behind it because it came through five points. Oh yeah, because it nailed the basement east. It nailed. Yeah, like I, I was that out area. there. I was out there those following days. We were, yeah, we, were we were chopped. We were yeah, co- getting getting through debris and lending a hand, man. Yeah, like, bro, for sure. I, I had a few buddies of mine too, like borrowing chainsaws and stuff like that, getting out, trying to get out there and, and help some things too, man. But it was wild, bro. It's a very wild time. Very was, wild time. That was crazy. So you like you like the east side? You like being in East Nash? For sure, man. We actually just recently moved. We went a little further east. 
I like East Nashville for sure, but I felt like with for a family situation, not to say that East Nashville is bad. I I mean, we had a lot of great is, families around us with kids it, and everything. It but. is a great place if you're a musician though, and for you're sure. looking to really get the feel of yeah, Nashville. Yeah. It reminds me of back home, like in Brooklyn. Oh, I feel it. That. Reminds me I of like that. of like Brooklyn, or I'm sure you yeah. guys have it in, in certain cities in the Carolinas, for sure, for like sure. Raleigh or Charlotte, where you just have this like artsy thing uh, going. Right, on. right, right. I was gonna say it's definitely more North Carolina and South Carolina because South Carolina, honestly, not. Maybe Charleston. Charleston is definitely probably a little more artsier. I mean, with the they got some of the history down there. Cobblestone, like it's very, it's kind of crazy aesthetic to it. You know what I mean? But when you, I don't know. I think for me, South Carolina having that in my blood and like East Nashville, I don't know. It's it could be a little weird too if you're not used to it. Oh yeah, oh dude, oh culture shock for sure. Wow, you you take a country boy or a country girl and put them in East Nashville, like where am I? This this ain't the home of country music. You look around, you see the Jetsons everywhere. Like you're just like, what's going on, bro? A lot of lot of straight cuts. Yeah, you pop (laughs) pop over to Lakeside Lounge or go over go over to Duke's at two in the morning for a sandwich. I like Lakeside a lot because it feels feels like I'm in a time machine. Feels like I'm in Roadhouse. Yeah, I'm in Roadhouse or an old, for sure. or an old, or an old uh, Paul Newman movie, you know, like Slapshot sure, or something, like sure. one of like that seventies eighties vibe. Yeah, what's the dude in Roadhouse? What was his name? As Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's gonna walk in at any moment in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the same thing. Like uh, the Lakeside Lounge. I mean, it's a real cool spot. I go during the day normally. Like I might pop in on a Saturday, like during the day, get a cold beer, play some pool, just kind of hang out. But even as a, like a nighttime spot, I mean, even. The East Nashvillians that we were just talking about, you know, they wander in everything. You see some of the more hipster kind of style you think kind of thing. That everybody is somebody because they oh, dress. Yeah. There, you talk. You were talking about fits earlier, right? They, you're like, right. This guy's got to be, but it's just Joe Schmo hipster in East Nashville for sure, for sure, no <laughs> doubt, exactly, exactly. You see, you see a lot of crazy stuff, bro. Honestly, Halloween was crazy oh, around bro. that time period as well, bro. Trick or treating as a kid in East Nashville has got to be a vibe, dude. Bro. Honestly, as a dude, kid, the new spot we just gotten. Uh, Laverne, we're in this little subdivision. Oh, dude, you're in Laverne. That's where I used yeah. to live down in yeah, Laverne. Yeah, yeah. I get, I yeah. know Laverne. Dude, I love it, man. It's a good little spot, man. But the, where we're at, it's a nice little neighborhood, and it seems like it'll be a cool spot for Addison for sure. Yeah, dude, it's dope for her too, man. We got an ice cream truck. Oh, must have been a good summer, dude. I was in the middle of nowhere growing up, so we never had ice cream truck. Walmart, Walmart yeah. Dollar General yeah. was your ice Piggly cream. Piggly Wiggly, bro. That was the, that was it. We go got some popsicles from Piggly Wiggly. That's a fact. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, she's got an ice cream truck, and I thought that was the coolest thing for her, man. That she gets to come up here and like, you know, it's new. It's new for her as much as it is new for you know Mary Ashley as well, and and myself. You know, it's just the whole kind of move and transition and everything, but. Um, it's all just been such positive things and everything I, in my head, I, I knew it would be, it's all progressive. It's not regressive. You know what I mean? They're not going backwards. It's only going to be good things, man. Yeah. So, but man, she loves it. I mean, she hears that music come around the corner, bro. It's a wrap. Like, we, had, we had one in New York, Mr. Frosty, Mr. Oh, Frosty wow. in New York. That Let's was like, go. that was the classic. That was the one in New York city. And we had out in the Mr. suburbs, Frosty. Mr. Frosty, Mr. Come Frosty. Came I was getting my, my Chaco taco or my, my little sponge, the SpongeBob with the two hey, gumballs as the eyes, bro. Yes, sir. That was where it was at. Dang, bro. That's crazy. I remember the only time I remember getting a SpongeBob thing was when I I was a kid we went we had this place called carowinds which was on the border of north carolina and south carolina and they had um it was nickelodeon based like theme park essentially they had like that's cool yeah, yeah i didn't so, know that existed yeah, that's pretty dude, sick I, as a kid that was pretty much we had to drive like close to an hour and some chains to get to it um but roller coasters they got a little water park set up and everything but that's i think the first time i ever had one of those spongebob uh popsicles was at carowinds 
Uh, but yeah, dude, the whole ice cream truck thing was crazy, man. It's it's cool for her, man. She loves it. I gotta keep cash on me twenty four seven now. Bro, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep I keep cash on me for for that reason. Too, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know? you find so, little, little goodies. Yeah, absolutely. So, how did you get linked up with with Mary with Mary Ashley and yeah. like? Tell tell me a little bit about that for about sure. that story because I know she's a Carolina girl yeah. as well and like it's no it's, a, it's a love story, dude. Dude, it really. I mean, it's a very unorthodox love story for sure. I mean, those are the best kinds. For, honestly. Dude, it's the best, man. It's ours, man. You know what I mean? And I, I, she and I have had that conversation a lot too, man. Just over the last four years of, you know, we're very different. We know it's very unorthodox, but for me individually, she. I mean. She didn't know that getting into it, but she did, you know, I was very pretty straightforward early on as well, you know, like my life is very different. Like I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I write songs for a living. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like this is nuts. Like like that I even do anything that I do. And I think anybody in the music industry would tell you that. I mean, even the fact that we all get to do what we do. And I mean, it's just, it's crazy, man. You know, we're very blessed to do what we do, but it is unorthodox. It's different. Um, And so like, you know, first first things first is, you know, meeting her, it was immediately like, we know it's going to be long distance, you know what I'm saying? It's Automatically, it's like different, you know what I mean? It's like, there's other folks that definitely have done long distance for sure, you know, but for me, it was one of the first times I've ever done that, and for her, same thing, and, uh, you know, while it was very exciting at the beginning for us, it was a lot of just like, just being real, like, uh, and, and trying to figure this thing out with one another, but, uh, dude, it's been, it's been a blessing, man, but we are from the same little small area in South Carolina. She um, she would tell you that she knew me when, when she was like 13, like 12, like as a kid, kid. She saw me playing in that band. I think I was 15. She's a couple years younger than me, so she probably was like 12, 13, somewhere around there. I'm like 15 playing in this metal band, like touring this little area around my little And now is, the, is, this like the, what, is this like the what the fuck is up Denny's kind of metal band or what? Not one at, well, honestly, bro, uh, we had friends of ours who were in bands like that that we would show up to like tattoo parlors and like IHOPs and Fo- random Fox, shit. You know, Fox's like Pizza Den, things like shit. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. So, uh but she said she'll tell you that she knew me then um obviously i was a kid just kind of like in the mix of all that kind of stuff too but i mean i'm sure she she says she's like i, I know we've seen you play before when i was when you were younger and all this kind of stuff too so that's kind of where we merged but again it's a small town bro like I, I knew of her for a long time i knew kind of some of her mutual friends like you know vice versa like some of my friends as well so like uh you know years pass and um I was kind of, we had just met through Snapchat, honest to God, like, um, and just started talking back and forth. And honestly, I had been here for like four or five years, bro, and like played the field, a single dude up here in, in Tennessee and like, you know, made some stupid mistakes early on and this, that, and the other. But honestly, never really was serious about wanting to find anything to settle down or like be in a relationship or anything. I was I was really focused on myself and the things that I want to do, which is a good thing and a bad thing, yeah. you know? It's a good thing for a for a while, you know. It's good to like I think to focus on you and, and be the person that you want to be. But we were just talking about it, you know. I'm getting closer to my 30s, and I've always been an old soul. I've always wanted a family. I've always wanted to have those things too. I, I was super blessed to have great parents, great brother, man, like in a real solid family unit. And and having that, I always kind of like wanted wanted to have my own that that way as well, you know. Even from an early age, um, so. You know, we uh, when we connected, it was it was immediate like, you know, again, no shade on anybody here. It was just having that touch of home man. like her understanding the things that I grew up on her understanding, like kind of, you know, even just the subtle things like we got a 
Chinese place at the mall where we're from that like if you're not from there you don't know anything about it but they stack up the food on the plate you know what I'm saying it's subtle <laughs> things like that yeah. that she knows all these little things man and we can relate and like we we love to talk about it and all that kind of stuff too and um but yeah man it was um she's she's been a huge blessing bro just huge and I mean um I was very honest with her too I was like I don't want to rip her away from everything she's ever known to, to bring her up here but she was just as hungry to want to see more and and like push herself to become more than she could ever see for herself as well bro she she knew like there was more out here for her as well and you know and i was like well if you're if you're down you know it's like i'm i'm totally down to stand by you if you stand by me and you know kind of thing and that's exactly what we've kind of established for ourselves Dude, man which is that's beautiful it's man. a blessing man for that's, sure that's beautiful it's funny sure. you, you guys you guys met just started talking over snapchat yeah i started talking to my girlfriend erin over instagram there you go about, exactly. about, about a year ago and it's yep. like just seeing how how things can can progress and now sure. having that that dynamic now with with these ladies with your girls right um has, have you felt like your writing has changed a little bit now oh, like having no a doubt. different perspective on life too because i feel like my sure. my life perspective has changed over the last last sure. year you know yeah no doubt i mean honestly it's, it's been it's been crazy man i mean at the beginning of our relationship we both were it was new for both of us man we both had similar um, previous relationships that were didn't end necessarily the greatest and you know and I had some years to kind of get through that for myself and, and kind of like you know figure out all the things I needed to figure out through that for myself you know I, I had spent some years doing that and so but again by the time I had you know met Mary Ashley I was like man you know I'm I think for the first time I'm actually ready to kind of pursue something I don't, I don't have any sort of like um well, I say that she she she'll tell you <laughs> otherwise, I'm sure. But but yeah, for me, I mean, at least for the most part, I was like, I think I'm at least ready to you know be serious if I if I do end up finding that person that I like. I'm like, man, there's a cool connection here. Which day one for her, it was exactly what that was. It was a very different connection than I'd had previously with you know hanging out with anybody else. You know, it, it wasn't the straight just go straight in for a kiss or anything like that or like, you know, let's link up here and, and none of that. It was on the first time we linked, bro, we just she sat on one end of the couch. I sat on the other end of the couch and we had a long conversation. Just talked life, talked good shit, man. Just talked about yeah. we laughed, cried, like you had some good convo, bro. And I was like, damn, like this is really cool, bro, that, you know, I'm I'm having this conversation with you like I, I've not had this conversation with a, a female like in the last three or four years I feel like it's always just kind of like the here today going tomorrow kind of thing yeah. so you know it definitely gave me a, a different vantage point on relationships and I was like honestly this could be cool but for her it was pretty she was getting out of a relationship and not you know she wasn't too far out of it it's been been only a few months kind of thing so it was still kind of fresh on her so it was slow and it was kind of tedious, but like my writing though, to, to answer your question early on, you know, I, there was some miscommunications between she and I, like there was definitely some, you know, button heads with each other kind of thing. And so some of my writing was, you know, kind of from a place of trying to, I just had things to say, you know what I mean? I, I wanted to tell her some things, but like not in a way that I was speaking down on her, but the best way that I could say it was through writing. Yeah, and so I would write. So that the song Two Wrongs" crazy enough. Like not a lot of people know that, but like it's a story kind of based similarly off of our relationship. We broke up for like three months, and 
I didn't speak to her for about three months, and like it was just a lot of bitterness back and forth, like taking sh- she's taking shots, like you know what I mean. Yeah. This whole kind of thing, just us being kids still, you know. And so, uh, just writing through some of that stuff, I wrote some of those things. But now, four years deep, and like getting some of that immaturity behind us, and like you know, getting a little bit more serious with each other, and like being honest with each other, kind of thing through all of that. Now, I mean, I, I write songs that reflect Addison. I, I write right? songs that reflect. Isn't that great? Yeah. I got to yeah. say, when we when we did um, when we did stuck, when we did the release for Stuck there, yeah. and we yeah. um, that night, the highlight of my night for that, which was it was awesome. And the, right, we had, right, you had, we had some damn heaters. You had damn Tucker Bethard on stage with Dude. you. It was it was badass. It's we can get into awesome. all that, but watching little Addison Rockstar, with that bro. phone taking Rockstar. pictures of you and just her soaking it all up and being like that's jordan right there that's like her just being so excited at live oak seeing that little smiling face and seeing how happy you were carrying her around introducing her to everybody her saying her saying hi to uncle ben and jd and the whole crew dude it was so cool man man. that that whole night is one that i look back on is one of my my favorite rounds for that reason because it's not every day that you get to have a little one in the bar watching watching you do your thing you know and especially especially as as things progress with you in your career you're gonna be spending time out on the road you're gonna be going out on tour you're gonna have Hopefully, if everything works out, when you're when you're torn for for weeks at a time, right, and you're right. you're going and you're doing the damn thing, and for, for, for sure. her to get that moment with you, it was that was yeah, awesome, man. man. That made that made me really happy to see. Yeah, that's sweet, man. I appreciate you saying that, bro, for sure. I mean, and it was, but I mean. Uh, we we made a joke that night. Uh, I was like, I don't know how many four year olds spend as much time in a bar as this one does, kind of thing. But you know, it, it, it's really cool though, man, that she gets to grow up and experience things like that, man. Like, um, and that's kind of my whole thing. I want to introduce her to, you know, this is this is that lifestyle. Like, this is a little bit, and and not to force it upon her. You know what I mean? She enjoys it. She loves it. But like, again, not trying to be too like, um, you know, overbearing with any of the the parenting stuff. But just again, just. Uh, I, this is my job. This is what I do. And she knows it, man. Like when I leave in the mornings, the to, she says, "Daddy, you going to work?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to work." And I'm going to write a song. You know what I mean? Or like I'm going to do a podcast, or I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, film a video, do something like that. She knows. I mean, she was she was there with some of that filming that we did as well. And she's over there pressing play on the phone so, so the music can start, so I can start, you know, filming and doing my thing too. But dude, she's brilliant, man. She's she's such a smart little girl. She's sweet. She's more grown than she is a baby for sure. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I got that vibe for sure yeah. now. Some of the guys you had playing that that round with you, bro. Yeah, that was man. a crazy night. Like Heck some yeah. of the connections that you've made in your in your time being here, bro. You've got a great group of guys around you that you get to go and create with, and Bless, being being over at Seagale and being yeah. with the team that's over there, man. For sure, like man. You're, you're in a good spot. No doubt. Honestly, no not doubt. a lot of people like they don't get to this this yeah. level of of writing and creating and to have the connections with with all kinds of writers, artists, things like that, dude. Yeah, man. Dude, it's, it's wild. wild. It, it is it wild, really is. exactly. It really is wild, man. Like, uh, the whole time I was sitting on stage that night, I was just kind of like in, internally just like, what the, like, what is going on, man? Like, I, like four years ago, I was either in the crowd at one of these things or at my house, like just pinning songs. And like now, like you're saying, just not to do like a bunch of name drops, but like Tucker and Jordan Dazzy, like, just do, you know, Matt Mohair, I mean, 
I could again, I could go through the whole list of of all these folks, man. But Jordan Walker, uh, we, oh, I, it was jo- funny by we, the end of it. We, so. call, we call him Jordan Talker, because yeah. that boy can talk. <laughs> Absolutely, we love you, I he love loves, it, bro. And he loves to roast. Hey, my you ass. gotta have it, man. You yeah. gotta have you gotta have him talking, and he, and he keeps the writing rooms alive, man. He, he's definitely putting a lot of good energy into the room to keep it keep it alive. I mean, I've been in rooms where it can die, so having a guy like that in a room is huge, man. It just keeps everything active, keeps it going, you know. And so, and he's always throwing out something, you know worth having you know what i'm saying so shout out jordan walker he's great but funny enough they said i i didn't realize this but at the end i was like how did you get a jordan every round and i was yeah. like did i do that and i was like i didn't even mean to do that but crazy enough bro we had a bunch of jordans man all all the rounds but it, it is crazy to think about man shout out seagull shout out jd man that you know how'd you, Crit, Chris. How'd you yeah how'd you first meet jd man because that guy's been like a mentor to me as well with yeah, my man. time when i was out in the road as a tour manager we had nights where the trailer the wheel bearing on the trailer fell off and i called up jd and i was like hey yeah, man, man what do i do yeah, <laughs> you know dude. honestly man um jd and i met in around that 2015 2016 um era of me playing out on the road playing some dates with Kane and I had a few one-offs here and there and I would play the gin down in Georgia oh god bless that place yeah man. now terminal south that yeah place is, yeah 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 man. that place is a staple if you're a country artist and yes, you haven't bro. played that yet you're going to oh, things yeah. work out yeah, right? yeah 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 dude and I mean I felt that way with the gym man if, at that time it was like you know all, everybody who was everybody in town in Nashville played the gin so like I felt you know almost kind of uh, even looking back on it now, I'm like, damn, I'm really glad I, I got to play that place, before, you know, before it shut down and all that stuff as well. But, you know, uh, but we, that's where we met originally. Um, and, uh, you know, JD has always been a fan kind of from day one. And then years passed, I moved here. Funny enough, it was right after COVID. Um, me and the boys, we hadn't been out in a while. And uh, Whiskey Jam was coming back. It was the first Whiskey Jam back since the shutdown. And we got there early, got some wings, got some beer, got a spot at the table, and and everything kind of started funneling in. And that night specifically, Ward ended up stepping down. He had, I think, he might have had COVID, and uh, JD stepped in and was hosting that night. And so me and the boys were sitting at the table, and I was like, "That's my boy JD, man. I ain't seen JD in years. I mean, since some of those times at the gym, man, like way back. And I knew he'd been in town uh, with like John Langston, and that's pretty much all I knew about JD. I was like, I knew he was kind of tour managing and doing his thing um, from that standpoint. Had no idea he was affiliated in the publishing world or anything like that. And I went to the bathroom, and I, when I came out, he was standing right there. And I just was like, well, here's my opportunity. So I just patted him on the back. I was like, what's up, big guy? And it, he was a big guy then, not no yes. more. He's oh, half the man now. He didn't, Shout he out. He didn't just do 75 hard. He's done 150 hard. 150 hard, 100%, <laughs> bro. 100, and, and he's not bullshitting, bro. He is 100% active on that shit. Oh, he's, yes. He's, he's going crazy. Like, yes. he's dedicated. I, I give that man all my respect, bro. He He's definitely doing it. So, But, yeah, man, he um, – he turned around. He didn't even recognize me. I grew this beard during COVID as well. And just kind of like, what? And I was just like, what's up, man? Jordan Gray. He was like, dude. He's like, where have you been? And I'm like, right here, brother. You know what I'm saying? And, and he was like, bro, let's, let's link for some lunch and hang out next week. So ended up linking up. When he just sent me an address, had again, had no idea where I was headed. Ended up pulling up at Seagull. And when I walk in, this man goes sits behind the desk and got a little name tag on the desk. And I was like, whoa, 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 bro, like, what's going on here? You know, and he's like, I'm here at Seagull. I work in publishing now. And I was like, you work in publishing? He's like, yeah. And he's like, that's why I brought you, man. Play me some tunes, man. Let me hear what you got. And so just play. And I told him, too. I was like, I'd love to play him some stuff and share, share him some music with him and stuff, too. So I played him like four demos maybe that I had during COVID. That's all I did. I just wrote and and stacked up little work tapes demos. I He'll tell you about it too, but I have, I'll just do like a acoustic and a vocal kind of work tape. 
just something clean you can listen to, you know, that's not a voicemail on your phone kind of thing. Yes, yeah. You know, just something clean where you, you can write out. It might, it might not have all different elements to it, but it's just something clean of, of what we wrote. So um, me and my boy Nate, uh, shout out Nate as well. We wrote a bunch of songs during COVID. This is Nate. Yeah, Nate Jones. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. Bar spitting Nate, I man. Love that guy. Yeah, bro. Same. Love his music. Same, dude. Dude, he's <laughs> talented out of the wiser, bro. Yes. No doubt. But me and him wrote a bunch of songs, and I had just done these little work tapes, and I was playing them for JD. I got through about four of them, and he was like, bro, send me all of those. And I was like, all right. So I sent them to him, and I shit you not, bro, that next Monday I got a call from JD. He said, hey, Christy Bar is going to call you. Uh, they're going to offer you a publishing deal. And I was like, it had been like a week. And I was like, damn. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, right on the spot kind of thing. Apparently he had gone in with those demos. I sent him and, and went to their creative meeting that they had and played it for him. And, and the, what he tells me is that they didn't get through about two of them. And Chris was like, I don't know who this kid is, where he's at, what he's doing. Get him on the line. Let's, let's, let's offer him a pub deal. Um, and it happened pretty fast. It was like a couple months went by. And we we were in long form, so it was pretty rapid. Again, right after COVID and everything, it was just at a good time for me. I was really, you know, I felt like again all the time I'd spent writing and really finding my niche. All those little work takes I was cutting during COVID. I was I was every time I listened back, I was so excited. These I was like, man, these songs are great. I mean, I say that now about songs I write three years now deep into the pub deal and it's like but then too i was like i'm ready man i'm ready to get in these rooms and and offer what i can man so um shout out jd chris the whole team over at seagull who believed in me and they still do man like crazy and um and that's who gets me in the rooms with those guys man yeah you know what i mean so it's a good that's a good team over there bro. it is man that is quality a people bro really good team and at that point i mean you had been in the music game for a minute and you had yep. gone through COVID, and sure. you kept grinding in the way, <clears throat> in the way that you, um, in the way that you could. Yeah, man. So to have that sure. that moment happen, and it just came yeah. from you and the boys being at being at yeah. Whiskey Jam and popping sure. out of the bathroom, patting him on Honestly, the back for sure, bro. And I, and during that COVID time too, shout out my boy JT. We filmed a bunch of videos, and he ended up getting like some editing software on his Mac, and and just chopping up some videos for me too. And we just. Again, just doing all that we can during COVID while we can't go, we can't play shows, can't do anything like that, you know, and really couldn't go do a whole bunch socially. So we just kind of did what we could right where we were, man. Just just trying to trying to stay active and keep doing what we're doing to be prepared for that when everything did let up, you know what I mean? Which we were at one point we aren't we weren't really hopeful, but at you know kind of latter and all of that, we were like, okay, this this thing might finally let up. We can get up out of here and kind of move on with our lives, kind of thing. So I was just glad that we kept hustling during that time to be able to kind of have that stuff stacked up and ready to go for that absolutely. opportunity man you know absolutely now when yeah. you're not doing music and you're not yeah. spending time with the girl with your with your ladies yeah what um what are you what are you out doing because i know we saw you on the golf course this week yeah 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 out there at that old hickory dude no felt, doubt. felt like we were out in scotland dude bro. it was that awesome man. weather oh bro I mean, that course is freaking beautiful beautiful <laughs> i love the course man but yeah cold muggy Bro, that rain. Nasty. I was lucky. We were under Nasty. the tent. We were at hole five, and we were yeah, the, we bro. were we were the party tent over there. Boy. Honestly, God, y'all were we lit. Were, we were cigars. Yeah, y'all was on we, 10. Were, we were yeah. cigars, and we had Cole's. Um, what yeah. I forget the name of it, but we had Cole's like moonshine over there. Yeah, whatever. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so can't remember the name of it. We were like, hey yeah. guys, come over to hole five. Raise, yeah, raise rowdy and moonshine and cigars, yeah. and here's a hat. And yes, people, dude. we definitely held up the pace of play a little bit because people were just coming and kicking <laughs> it at our tent and just just. Well, they were doing. They were holding up the pace of play on their own stuff so it ain't on y'all but, no, no, we but it, it was though. but it was yeah. fun man had, it was super fun we had we had our speaker going playing some tunes yeah. how'd, how'd you play pretty decent man like i mean as a unit we and everybody's playing kind of playing best ball kind of thing but i mean we, we definitely as a unit we were scrambling a little bit but 
between the four of us, man, we we definitely had some some good gameplay. I had some great shots, I, more better shots than I thought I was going to have. Honestly, um, I love playing golf, man. It's it's such a fun little thing to do. I used to go back home a good bit when me and Mary Ashley were still long distance, and um, and I would play with my boys back home every time. You're a South Carolina guy, yeah. yeah golf yeah, yeah, yeah. is in your DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, shout out my uncle, man. When I was a kid, and and also my my cousin Derek, man. He's uh. He's amazing, bro. He's a really strong golfer, um, and he he played like he was one of the the guys in our family. You know that was that was his bag. That's what he did. Kind of same way I was with music. Like if you caught me as a kid, you know I'm either I might be at baseball, I might play baseball or do some you know play some sports with, with some friends from school or whatever. But nine times out of ten, I was probably home playing my drums, playing guitar, playing out in in the in the yard or doing something. Just just keeping my mind active, doing my own thing. Derek was always taking swings, man, doing his thing, and so. Um, between him and then uh and and his dad my uncle and then my other uncle as well he was a strong golfer he got me one of my first set of clubs when i was really young like in middle school i tried to get on like a golf team like a little summer situation kind of thing and just play but i'm i'm so scatterbrained as a person i can never like stay with one thing see i did i did the golf team in high school and it was great i was what they call an alternate oh nice i got so my score didn't really matter in the match and where i grew up we played all those bougie country clubs and my family couldn't afford it outside of new york city there you go so i got to do nine holes on all these fancy courses i played one of the trump courses up there do all this cool stuff and my score would count for like three matches i'd 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 be counting so i'd get the varsity letter i was like one of the few guys that would do football in the fall and do golf in the spring and it was fun man i just got to play golf on tax dollars it was fucking it was pretty cool that's hilarious that's great man honestly funny story too talking about getting a letter um I, I did get a letter when I was, I think, a freshman or sophomore of just playing baseball at my school. But I, I, I bounced around from schools as well. I ended up graduating from a public school right there in my hometown, um, Lamar High School. And I academically, bro, trash. I was not academic guy at all. And again, not strict. I just, my brain was always on some other things. You, 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 you an ADHD guy as well? For sure, that's bro. Me, that's me. Sure. I'm always sure. tapping. And me like too, dude. Doing, fidget, yeah. fidget spinner. Play, yes, play, with, play with the can of Do this, do that. For sure. I'm always just like, my hands are always moving. I'm always, you know, just twitching my foot kind of thing. Yep, all same, that kind of stuff. Same. So school is just never my bag. But uh, I remember somebody told me like, hey, if you, uh, if you give blood, if you give blood, each quarter, like between like your junior year and your senior year, they'll give you a red cord, what <laughs> their red cord around your gown when you graduate. And so I was like, well, I don't want to be naked, bro. When I get my gown, I was like, boy, I gave blood every time they had. It. I was like, I'll give it all, bro. Just give me that red cord. So I just your, don't look what, like a lame when I'm when I'm what's going your, across what's, the what's stage. Your, what's your blood type? Oh, uh, I think it's O positive. Okay, so you got yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, 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 that's good. I was yeah, yeah, I was yeah. AB positive. Okay, where so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another one. I did that a yeah. lot in college, and I would do the um, the plasma or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that little bit of extra. Extra, get them little snacks. Eat Trying them. Tell eat, you. eat them bugles. Get that extra. Absolutely, get that. Bro. Get that. Get that orange juice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I that's did a lot funny. Of that stuff. So Absolutely. Did you do the college thing at all, or did you just do the mute? You go right into music. I did one semester of college straight out of high school. I did, and I didn't show up at all. <laughs> Me, what, what school were you? At? It was a little technical college in my hometown. Okay. My mom, she again, just because school wasn't my strong suit, I was gonna have to basically retake all of my like high school courses or whatever it was that I had to do. So like my first year of college was just basically redoing high school one more time. And my mom was like, Jordan, I just want you to go try it. Like, please just, just, just for me, my try school, my brother had gone to school. He loved it. My, my brother was a great, you know, school person, you know, yeah. good in academics, you know, um, for me though, it just wasn't for me, but she was like, please go just try it for me. So, okay. 
So I went and I skipped most days. My buddy uh, would pick me up. He had an FJ and he would pick me up. We go back to his career and play GTA. GTA Five had just yes, dropped at the time. Bro. We played GTA Five every One of the day. Best games ever for sure. By the end of that first semester, we had like a. I still hadn't chosen like a major or anything, and so we had to go meet with like the quote unquote guidance counselor or whoever at the time, and they were like. All right, Jordan, so you got to pick something, you know, and they, at this point, they had done, laid it all out for my mom, like, he had been showing up for class, like, all this kind of <laughs> stuff, and my mom, just being my mom, just kind of just like, okay, Jordan, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, is there a music course? And she was like, well, he's like, well, we have, like, an arts program. No, no, no. I'm like, I don't want to paint pictures. Do you have a music course? And they're like, well, we have, like, music theory or, like, some sort of, you know, it's more like, you know, just history of music kind of thing, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I was like, but is there, y'all don't have anything where I can, like, be in a studio or, like, try to figure out how to record or anything like that. They're like, no, nah, we don't have anything like that. And we couldn't afford Belmont. I didn't have the academics to go to Belmont or any other school or uh, music school for that matter either. So I just said, honestly, mom, I'm done. I was like, I want to move down to Charleston. My brother was in college in Charleston. Um, I was like, just let me move down there and let me – play some shows and stuff i'll get a job you know i'll figure it out just kind of let me do my thing and i'm and i had written two of the five songs on that five song ep i put out in 2015 while i was living in charleston just bumming it with my brother and then i ended up getting a, a room situation in a house full of homies too and and crazy enough i learned more about music during this kind of wave right after that uh then then i you know i've learned a lot now obviously but one of my roommates at the time, his name's Kendrick, and other roommate, his name was Sam. He was a drummer. I mean, Sam taught me a whole lot about just drums and things because I was a drummer. I mean, that was what I loved to do growing yeah. up. And so just being able to be around that guy, I learned from him. Uh, Kendrick had gone to Juilliard for piano. Oh, wow. And he was incredible. I yeah. mean, new theory. I mean, it was just – Duke. I remember we, we would play bar gigs down in Charleston, these little bars, and I played drums for Kendrick when Sam couldn't fill in or, or I would fill in for Sam when he couldn't play and and kendrick would play superstitious and when he would play he played the bass line with his left hand he played the chords with his right hand oh boy and sing the whole song and so that whole he's doing all that with his left hand and then playing the actual like no shit. parts the, wow. the chord parts with his with his right hand and singing the whole thing and i'm over on the drum just like the whole time, like, oh, my God. And I was like, this is crazy. But, I mean, he's, he really is one of the most talented dudes I've ever been around. And he taught me a lot. He taught me national notation. We would ride in his car, and he would just pick some of the easiest songs. Because he, he knew for me I would I learned better through visuals and put my hands on it than you just telling me what things meant. And so he would play a song and be like, all right, that chord is the one. This is the four. This is the five. That's the six. He's like, your minor chords are these. Your major chords are these. So, like, right out of high school, around, like, 17, 18 years old, I had already known, like, national notation and things like that, too. And uh, and also just church world, too. I ended up getting uh, a little internship and started working at this church uh, down in Charleston. It was one of those multi-site campus church kind yeah. of thing. Um, but they ran tracks and cues and stuff like that. And, I mean, they were pretty regimented with their – system of like getting music and stuff together and stuff like that too so it was good man i mean i ended up kind of going to school for music just school of hard knocks man yeah amen that's how i feel too like i did the college thing and i did four years up at a college in new jersey called Ryder, and i was involved in the radio station there and that's what led me here to nashville but i've learned more about the music business in the the five years that i've been here working on broadway watching people when i was working the door at whiskey road uh, being on being on the road and seeing it that way to doing the 
sounds and being in rooms with songwriters and musicians sure. and artists and yeah, and that. So you're familiar with Charleston. I've only been yeah. to Isle of Palms. Yeah. Um, I've yeah, been to the I've, I've, been, I've been out to the Windjammer a couple times. Heck yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. I'm about I'm. Aaron, my girlfriend, is from uh, from Goose Creek originally, oh, and yeah. um, that's where so our house was. Yeah, so we're, so we're going to be going out there for Thanksgiving. Heck yeah, where man. are some places in Charleston? If somebody like me, for Yankee boy right here, who's never been there, where's where's some good spots in Charleston uh, to go? It's been some years, man. Like I'm sure there's a bunch of new places. My brother still lives. Him and his wife live in Somerville, um, which is right outside of Goose Creek, still in Charleston and stuff too. But um, I would have to ask my brother, bro, honestly. I mean, when I was there, they did this thing called Restaurant Week, and so which I don't think it'll be during Thanksgiving, but you can go basically down and get like a five-star meal that would normally be like 200 bucks for like half the price, essentially. Oh, so go to like Halls or something like that. Halls, yeah, my brother loves Halls. Now, my brother did bet me a Halls steak dinner that I, I've, I've played these songs on this project for my brother, and he's told me like track five, the last, the last track on the project, he said, that'll be the one that goes for you. And I'm like, all right, let's 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 raise the stakes. He said, literally, like yeah. a hall steak dinner. <laughs> and I was like, if if that's the one that blows, or if that's the one that catches real fire, I was like, cool. I was like, I'll, I'll buy you a steak dinner. I was like, if it doesn't, you buy me one. So I got a hall steak dinner on the line for sure. Um, that's a great spot. But another place, 82 Queen. Okay. Which, I don't know if it's still there or not. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but they got some of the best crab biscuit I've ever had in my life. I love it. Um, but again, that's just me. I don't and I don't know a whole lot. Um, like I remember just playing like uh, just the little places that I would play down there would like be tabulies and little random spots. Like, I don't even know if those places still exist. Honestly, yeah. it's been so long. Yeah, but and there's like the road of like the the houses that are all the different colors. Rainbow Row. Rainbow Row. Yep, yep, yep. And then there's like the market. And there's so much history in Charleston. Oh, yeah. Like it is literally one of yes. the oldest cities in America. Like yeah, maybe yeah. the oldest city. Well, that one in Savannah, uh, a little bit further down, which is yeah. I mean, which I've been down there, cities, yeah. load, loading in Savannah to um, yeah. saddlebags. I've gone through there, yes, and, and you go down that cobblestone, cobblestone road, and you can't yep. bring the bus down. It's a whole whole it's ordeal. It's a mess. It's yes. a mess, no it's doubt. Wild for sure, bro. For sure, it's wild. But I love it, man. Yeah, the history down there is incredible. I think oh Darius, I think he's got a spot down there, and um, I think Danny McBride, crazy enough, has bro, a spot. Well, in Charleston. Well, you got well, all of his all of his big shows are filmed down there, right? Righteous right. Gemstones is Hilarious. filmed. That the big mega church is like the yeah. arena or the mall, one of the malls yep. that's down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where um, brother Bobby Billy or whatever is there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that is crazy. Whatever man. his name is, Uncle Brother Bobby Billy. Yeah, whatever yeah, the hell yeah. Aaron's gonna roast me for getting I, that. I name can just wrong. hear all I can hear is John Goodman saying it. That's all. Yes, that's yeah, all. Yeah, it's yeah. So yeah. Funny. And then all and then all the eastbound and down stuffs down there too. Great. Crazy. So man. what have you got? So we've got we've got stuck there out right yeah. now. Um yeah. what do we what do people got to look forward to? You've been yeah, we've been you've been promoting this promoting this project being in the tank and been been yeah, grinding man. writing these songs for a while and now gonna have a, a new project out yep. eight years after that that first one you put out. So yes, man. what when when could we be expecting some shit? Dude, uh so we got another one in the in the chamber right now. We're looking to fire off in the next four to six weeks or so. And I think we're gonna drop another single and then you know how the the music industry dies out, you know what I mean? Kind of towards the end of November, into December kind of take, thing. Take a big Every, Christmas yeah, break. Everybody takes a break and break. Hey, yes. Everybody puts too much work in throughout the year to not do that. So yeah. um but yeah taking a little break and I think at the turn of the year we'll drop the whole project. But the next single it's called You I Knew. It was a two-way between me and the boy Bobby Pinson. Shout out, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, oh. And it is the most, it's the most non-Bobby Pinson, Bobby Pinson song you'll ever wow. hear. Wow. Hey, it give was me, great. Give me your favorite Bobby Pinson story. 
Oh man, we've all got a lot of Bobby Benson <sighs> stories. I got some. I got I got a few that come to mind. The funniest one for me, honestly, was the first time me and Bobby met, and it was actually I think in this right. I mean, growing up around all my uncles, grandpa, stuff like that, you know, everybody pretty much straight shooters, you know, and they're always taking jabs and joking with you kind of thing. And that's why me and Bobby connected that way pretty fast just because he reminded me a lot of just kind of people I grew up around, just real quick, real witty, and just kind of hit you with a stinger kind of thing. And he hit me with one, and I hit him right back with one. And when I hit him right back with one, he didn't even look up from the paper. He just said, hey, man, I don't, I don't need no – he said, hey, buddy, I don't need no help being a dick or something like that. And it was the funniest <laughs> shit ever, dude. I laughed. and But it was like, then that's where we draw the line. <laughs> it yeah. was like, you know what I'm saying? And I was just being a young and kind of thing, too. That was the first time we met. But since then, bro, Bobby's been such a huge supporter and, and believer in me as well. And, uh, again, just talking about being blessed and just – you know, just, man, I, I can't believe, you know, I'm even saying what I'm saying right now. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's cool that people like Bobby who are such, you know, strong writers and hit song writers in town, you know, you know, they, he likes what I do and vice versa, man. Like, that's why that song is so cool to me, too, that we're putting out is because I, I say that it's the most non-Bobby Pinson song. It's just because when you hear it, you'll be like, Bobby Pinson wrote this? But lyrically, though, Bobby's so strong, man. And, and that's, that's kind of how we wrote that song it was you know bobby was pretty straight you know he knew exactly what he wanted he was like i'm gonna do me you do you you know what i mean i was like cool and he ended up throwing this thing out and he's like all right how would you do this you know what i mean and like just kind of vice versa man and i'm asking him like would you say this or would you do it like that you know and he's like you just do it like you do it do it like that and i went home and demoed it out and sent it back and it turned out to be one of my favorite songs that i had written you know, up to that point, still is one of my favorite songs. It's it's a really cool song, and I think it fits perfectly to follow up stuck there. It's kind of that same vibe a little bit. Um, but I am excited for the rest of the project, man, because it, it kind of starts veering off a little bit. Like it's you'll you'll start getting. I've said it from the beginning. I think you know when the whole project releases, stuck there will make a whole lot more sense. And this next song, you I knew, will make a lot more sense as a as a unit and a package. It'll all go together and kind of you'll you'll kind of see all the different influences kind of come to life when the whole project's released too which i'm super excited about so hell yeah dude well fucking excited for you thank you man good freaking dude and good things happen to good people man and the grind you've been on and appreciate the journey of starting back in carolina and having those experiences early on and then now you're getting to do this this next this next chapter of of songs and doing the family thing dude i mean it's it's awesome yeah dude i appreciate it man i I always said man like i mean for me it was it's kind of like this last year i was like i just don't want to i don't want to forfeit real life for this career you know what i'm saying which i know a lot of people do and and obviously there are you know things that have to be forfeited you know I'm, i might miss some games somewhere along the way or i might you know miss this family gathering which i've i have before same, and, and, same. and and continue yeah. to I, I will continue to miss some things for sure man which you know that's kind of the give and take of it all but at the same time i was like man it's uh I've always wanted to be a family man too and that's just as important to me and and i love that just as much as i do you know this, this this passion and this thing for music that I have too um and I'm just blessed to have a wonderful lady in my life a fiance in my life as well who you know believes in what I do and loves what I do you know what I mean and and dude she's just she is on fire for it as much as I am and she she stays running that song at the house she, she's giving me just as many spins as any fan would and she's my number one man and, and Addison is just 
a, a beautiful, amazing person and uh, uh, so smart little girl, man. And, and she just uplifts my life as well. And it makes it makes me going to do all these other things, the music, which is, you know, kind of my cornerstone and the thing that I, I want to, I, I definitely want to find success in and I, and I work so hard for, but it makes Makes going and working harder for that more worth it. You know what I mean? So, Amen, dude. Amen. Yeah, well, where, sure. where can people go to find you on all the social medias and stuff? Yeah, man. Uh, Jordan Gray Music, man. At Jordan Gray Music. That's, I think that's across the map. Twitter and uh, Instagram, TikTok. Which are, Which of the social media platforms do you enjoy the most? Me as a consumer, I mean, I find myself scrolling IG. Um, I don't. I didn't really hop on heavily on the TikTok. I don't. I, I think IG was kind of like the OG for me. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Same. Now it just depends. Like the, speaking of the weather stuff early on, if you don't follow Nashville severe weather on oh, Twitter, you're bro. tripping. Yes. Like if you are, if you live in Nashville and you don't follow that guy, you gotta follow him. Uh, he gets you the updates real live on time, lets you know. So I, I hit Twitter for that guy pretty much. If there's ever like, oh, we got a bad storm coming, I'm immediately on Twitter looking yes. at that guy for yeah. sure. Or if I'm looking for some, you know, some real data or something like that, I'm trying to look for. I might go to Twitter. So, um, but yeah, it's mostly that. And then Facebook. Shout out Facebook Market. I hit Facebook Market a, a, a good what's, bit. What's, bro. what's been your best, uh, your best deal on Dude, Facebook Market? That truck's sitting out front, bro. Really? No doubt. Yep. That's you been got the that best on one. Facebook Marketplace. I did, bro. I did. I did. I scoured everything because I wasn't looking for a brand new truck, anyways. I wanted that year model truck because that's just one of my favorite shapes of a of a Silverado. And so I was just kind of looking around, but um, I scoured the internet for years, man, looking for a truck and just spending 80 grand, 50 grand, 40, even 40 something on a, on a truck is just wild, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got places back at home where you can find one for, I mean, it's going to be a, a mom and pop kind of place kind of thing, but you can find one for, if, you know, 30s and maybe even your, in 20s. Um, but it's a little bit older, your model truck, a little bit higher miles too, but yeah, I got it for a crazy steal, man. Um, but I just was, I randomly was scrolling down Facebook Market and I saw this truck and I was like, dang, bro, there's no way that thing's that that pretty. To be that old, to have that many miles. So I linked up with the guy um, and checked it out in person and drove it around. And dude, it was, it's immaculate. It's in such good shape. And I was like, yep, I was like, I think this is going to be the one right here. And so I ended up scooping that thing off Facebook Market too. So, but yeah, I always find some good stuff on there. My mom, she's she's proud of me. She's the wheeler and dealer in the family too. Yep. There's so always I, one in the family. I, yeah. I keep it going. I'm keeping Hell it going. Yeah. I wheel and deal pretty pretty well. So love that, sure, dude. Man. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate you coming on the pod. Dude, and, thank you, man. I appreciate you asking me and, and having me. I love you guys, man. Yeah, Y'all are great. Yeah, dude. and happy to have you as a part of the Razor Rowdy family. Bro. Come on, man. I'm happy to be here, brother. I appreciate it, dude. For sure. Hell yeah. Well, guys, be sure to check out our boy, Jordan Gray. Stuck There is out now. He's got more music coming at, coming down the pipe. A whole project. I'm going to be hooking you all up with a single not too long from now. So I'll be on the lookout for that. Follow our boy, Jordan Gray. Thank you guys, as always, for watching Outside the Round. Watching, listening. Um, like, rate, subscribe, follow. Tell your mama and them. And shout out, of course, to our friends, Whale Tail Media, Big Friendly Productions, Saxman Studios, our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. You want to find out more about us, go to RaisedRowdy.com. We'll see you all next time. This has been Outside the Round. For too long, I ain't never been the best at saying I love you.
to a girl I love Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve Now you 